Hey guys, it's Olivia and welcome back to my Spotify original podcast, Inner Monologue. Oh my god, we're on episode four already. Also, I just want to thank you again for your support, but I had a mural up in Portobello, like my favourite area ever in London. And it was like a mural of the artwork for this podcast, I guess kind of like promoting the podcast. And I was there seeing it yesterday and someone came up to me and was like, I just want to let you know, like I listened to your podcast and I loved it. And I was like, what is this? Like, I feel like I'm living, like I'm literally living a dream. Like, it's so cute. Whenever I get messages from you guys saying that you listen to the podcast, it makes my heart so warm. I feel like it just like connects us on this like deeper level because it is just me like chatting in your ear for half an hour. But thank you so much for the support, guys. It really oh, makes my heart so full. Anyway, today's episode, I have asked you guys for questions kind of around the topic of growing up in Northern Ireland slash my childhood experiences. And I'm really excited to get straight into it. Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Okay, so obviously a lot of you have sent in questions about my childhood. I don't know if I've ever been that open about my childhood. Like, I've, I've given you bits and bobs of my YouTube videos, but I don't think I've ever, like, deep-dived into what my childhood was like. Um, so I think this is going to be really interesting. I'm kind of in the mood to overshare today. So I think I'm just going to, like, really let it all out. Fuck it. I'm going to use this as, like, a bit of a therapy session. So someone's asked, oh, I got a lot of questions. Being like, did you get bullied in school? Like, how do you deal with bullying and stuff? Uh, I kind of only really experienced bullying in primary school. So it's, I don't really know if you call that bullying. I, well, yeah, it was still bullying, but I was only like nine or 10. There were these like two (laughs) horrible girls in my class and they would like corner me in the playground and bully me. But then the next day they'd like want to be my friend. And because I was so terrified of them, I would like be their friend. And the teachers would be like, Olivia, they were bullying you yesterday. What are you doing? And I was like, please, I just, I was like so like eager to be their friend. I would go to their houses and stuff and they would bully me at their house. Like it was completely self-induced. Like I, it was sabotage on my behalf. But um, that was the only time I like, properly experienced bullying. It did get really bad to the point I was like, mom, like I would come home crying every day from school and I would beg her to let me change schools. And she was going to let me change schools at one point. There was this other school like literally five minutes down the road from me that a lot of people I knew, like all my next door neighbours went to. Uh, and I really, really wanted to move there. And it wasn't until I met my best friend, who I'm still best friends with now, Susie. She was actually in the other class in my my original school. And we didn't really mix with the other class in my year. But yeah, I met this girl called Susie and must have been in my, my, my maybe like my last year of school. And she literally like turned around school for me completely. Like I didn't even want to move school anymore. Like she literally like, yeah. Susie, if you're listening to this, I love you. Uh, she was like my main friend in school and she made she made me like want to stay in, in that primary school I was in. Um, yeah, I just, I wasn't a huge, I was never, I've talked about this before, like I was never a huge fan of school. I never like really struggled in school educational wise. Like I, I was, well, I was, I was 
really quite smart in primary school there was this show called child genius i don't know if any of you ever watched it. i mean i didn't watch it but like i saw this ad for it that you could audition for it or like do a test online and see if you could get onto the child genius show and i was like oh i was bored i was like nine and I, i'm not gonna lie, i was so smart i don't know what happened to me now because i can boast about it now because i'm not smart anymore but i was really smart and i basically auditioned for it or did the test and they like flew me out to London and all and I was like nine years old and I would like go to like the universities and do tests and I got like the final stage of the auditions and they didn't choose me which I'm still a bit bitter about but like yeah I was really really smart but I just never really enjoyed school I was like constantly trying to find reasons not to go to school there was one point like I would oh my god this is really like horrible but I would like make my own sick like I would I would (laughs) I, 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 I can't make myself sick that's one thing I cannot do even when I'm drunk I really struggle like I cannot tactical gender like a lot of people can and I've always been like that um so I can never make myself sick to get out of school so I would just I would I would create sick <laughs> I was tapped um and then I would like throw it all over my bed and my mum would come in and sometimes it was like like I, I I wasn't very creative with it I would literally make like a brown liquid and be like yeah this'll do I'm just throw it over my bed and be like mom I've been sick and like I would do this for like two weeks like every single day for two weeks just so I wouldn't have to go to school and then my mom would be like we need to bring you to hospital Olivia like this is seriously concerning and I just I would play up to it because I didn't want to go to school that much I don't know what it was maybe I think it kind of stemmed from those two girls in my class bullying me <laughs> ever since then I just had this like deep down hatred for school it's so funny now though because out of those two girls, one of them is actually a really, really lovely girl and I don't really hold anything against her and I sometimes see her out and stuff and she's really, really nice. And then the other one, I, yeah, I think that the nice one was kind of led astray by the mean one. I, I used to have Facebook, I deleted it now, but I would see her post and she's just like off the rails and I'm like, yep, that is karma. You are not a nice person. That's what happens to not nice people. That, that's really like my only experience with bullying and I was very young so I I don't feel like it was like as bad as other people's experiences. Someone said did you get fake friends at school when you became famous? I don't think I'm famous but if you mean like I started YouTube and started getting a few followers. I didn't really experience like fake friends or anything I had a really great group of friends in school um and it was quite big as well like I feel like everyone in my year was kind of friends with everyone so like it wasn't as if people just randomly started coming up to me wanted to be friends with me the only changed behavior I noticed when I started getting a few followers was the teachers really randomly like the teachers were like (laughs) the ones being fake to me so I used to get in like not in trouble a lot in school but like I mostly because of my attendance because as I said I used to like literally never go to school uh my attendance when I was in my last year of school was like 40 percent and I would get called out of class a lot and like shouted out for it in school and my teachers would like shout at me in class and be like why haven't you done your homework like I was just I was lazy in school I've always kind of been like that like I'll cut corners does that make sense like I'll cut corners just to get to the end result quicker which is basically just because I'm lazy but I you know I think like I they they hated me because I was lazy but I never actually did badly in school anyway um yeah the teachers weren't a huge fan of me until I started getting my followers and then the same teacher that would pull me out of class and like shout at me for my attendance or whatever then started pulling me out and being like so 
And I was like, what? And she was like, so like, how is it going? And like, we just like pulled me out to chat. And then like really randomly one time, like the BBC and I rang my school because they wanted to like do an interview with me or something, which like, first of all, why would you ever ring my school? And how did they even know what school I went to? I, I just found it so bizarre. But of course this teacher like runs into my maths class in front of everyone and was like, Olivia, like BBC and I have just rang the school asking for your email. And I was like, oh my God, like this is so embarrassing. Stop doing this. Like she just completely switched up. I really Really, really like her like I really like the teacher but it was just really funny how she switched up so quickly and like all of a sudden didn't care about my attendance and like another time I was walking down the corridor and the vice principal who I love again I'm not slandering anyone because I actually love all these teachers but like it, it was just a little bit inappropriate he like I was just walking down the corridor like a busy corridor I think it was break time and he was like oh Olivia like him over and I was like shit what have I done he's like so how much money do you make and I was like okay great <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's an appropriate question to ask. Like, how much money do you make? And then um, another time, this is like, this is quite bad now I reflect on it, but I didn't do a, well, I got a B in my AS level maths. So like um, the first part of my A level maths. And I was going to reset it because I wanted an A or A star in maths. And I was going to reset it the next year. And it was like, it was like quite an easy one to reset as well because I would have had another year of maths like under my belt. So I I think that was like in May or something and then in February so this is like just before COVID hit I got invited to Bali with Motel Rocks and like one of those influencer trips now I had only started YouTube a couple months at this point so as you can imagine I shit my pants I was like oh my god like I can't believe this like I've been watching people go on like Motel Rocks trips to Bali for like years I have always wanted to go on one it's completely free like I will literally never have another excuse to go to Bali and like I sat with my dad down with like a full like PowerPoint presentation. I was like, this is why I need to miss my A-level maths and go to Bali. Somehow they agreed to it. Like, okay, still very questionable parenting to this day. Um, I guess I was like at the time kind of really considering YouTube as a job. So I was like, I think it's just as important for me to go on this trip and establish myself in this in the YouTube world than it is to do my A-level maths. That's not reasonable at all. I don't know how they fell for that. Um, but they did agree to it. And I, I remember I went into school the next day. I was like shitting myself because I had to go into my maths teacher and like tell him that I wasn't going to reset my uh, AS level maths. And I walked into his classroom like shaking and like pulled him aside and told him. And he was like, shut up. No way. That is incredible. That's unreal. I wish I could go to Bali. And I was like, what? Like, I was fully expected, like, expecting to get, like, screamed at here. And he was, like, jealous. <laughs> I was like, great. But then it was so annoying because then he, like, wrote me off for that, like, reset. And then, obviously, a couple weeks after that, we had to leave school and we didn't get to do our A-levels. But because he wrote me off that um, reset, then I I stayed on the B. Like, they, like I didn't move anywhere. Because like, if I if he had kept me down for that reset, I would have got an A overall in Mars. But yeah, so I kind of shot myself in the foot there. Completely on my own fault. But yeah, that's the only kind of changed experience I noticed in school. Luckily, I did not experience any, like, fakeness with my friends. Like, my friends are amazing in school. I'm still friends with them all. Love them. Still see them all the time. I can't wait to go home for Christmas as well. Because, like, it's, like, the only time we all get to see each other. And we like go to the, uh, this bar, like this local bar near us. And we like, this is on Christmas Eve and we all get like absolutely like destroyed. This didn't used to be a thing for me. This didn't used to be a thing for me. Like I would never get drunk on Christmas Eve. I would never get drunk on Christmas Day. Like that, like I just never saw Christmas as, as a drinking time. But recently, like, yeah, on Christmas Eve, we just absolutely ruined Christmas. Like last Christmas Eve, I didn't get home until like 3 a.m. Like me and my sister went out together. That's what I also love about Belfast It's like, every year group goes like together because it's so small it's just like yeah it's it's so fun um 
And we all got so drunk, got home at 3 a.m., went into the kitchen, like completely raided all the food for the Christmas dinner. My friend went home um, last Christmas Eve, ate all the stuffing, all the roast potatoes, all the carrots. Like the mom, her mom woke up in the morning and was like, what what have you done? Like you have completely ruined Christmas. And that is not a tradition. It's a tradition to ruin Christmas on Christmas Eve for me and my friends. So yeah, I can't wait for that. This Christmas is gonna be so fun. Someone said first kiss story. So this is actually quite like deeply disturbing. Uh, my first kiss story, okay, not disturbing, okay, that, that's not bad. But it's just like kind of an odd one. So I think my whole childhood, I was always trying to be like a bit older than I was. I think a lot of youngest siblings could probably relate to that. Because I had older siblings, like I never got to watch all the kids shows because by the time I wanted to watch them, my brother and sister were watching Hannah Montana. So then I'd have to watch Hannah Montana. By the time I actually wanted to watch like Wizards of Beverly Place, my brother and sister were watching like 90210. Like I was like watching like sex scandals and I was like eight, eight years old. I was watching um, Desperate Housewives when I was nine years old. Like I just, I, I was always just like trying to act a bit older than I was. And I think it's because of my my older siblings and like my sister would like introduce me to makeup when I was really young and I started shopping at Topshop when I was really young, that kind of thing. Um, I'm sure a lot of you can relate if you've got older siblings. But because of that, I feel like I just wanted to experience like older people experiences a lot younger. So I think I must have been, <laughs> I think I was like, mm, I want to say 10, 10 years old. And there was this athletics camp that I would go to every year, every summer because my mum enrolled me in every single possible summer camp she could get her hands on. And yeah, I went to this one, um, this athletics one on my running track. And I had a friend uh, there, she was a girl, and my brother who also went to the athletics camp had a friend who was a boy. So one day after the athletics summer camp, me and my brother and our two friends, (laughs) so weird, like all went back to my house. And my brother and my friend went into his room and me and my brother's friend went into my room. I was 10 years old and we just like kissed for like half an hour. And then my mum would be like, like children, come downstairs. I would go downstairs and get hot dogs for dinner. And then we'd like go kiss again. And I was like, I was 10 years old. And I, all I remember from it is like the kiss just tasting like hot dogs and ketchup. And that is my first kiss story. Like wh- where was my mum? My mum was downstairs making hot dogs. That's exactly what she was doing. But like, yeah, it was a bit like traumatizing when I was that young. And it was like proper kissing, like proper hot dog, like saliva kissing. Yeah, really interesting. Um, still know the guy to this day. See him, see him boy all the time. He's actually my ex's best friend. So like, and they used to live together. So I'd be like staying over at my ex's house and I'd like go down to the kitchen and he'd just be standing there and I'd be like, all I can think about is the hot dog saliva. It's all I can think about. It consumes me. Um, so yeah, that's my first kiss story. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Sound the gifting panic alarm. You need to get an amazing gift. Wait, no, the perfect gift. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click gift mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And gift mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner or a birthday present for the pickleballer, gift mode has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. So someone has asked, was there a large Catholic and Protestant divide? We aren't really shown about it in England. That is something I've really noticed since moving to England is any time like the whole Protestant Catholic slash the troubles thing gets brought up, they have no idea what I'm talking about. Like literally no idea. I feel like people in England do not get taught it at all, probably because the English people do look like the bad guys in the scenario, as always, in every story. <laughs> but um yeah, so obviously in Northern Ireland there's a huge divide, not as bad anymore with Protestants and Catholics because of like the troubles and everything that happened. I'm not going to give you a full history lesson, but I also don't really know the full thing that went down. But I do know like it's 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 still not great. Like back in the day, like my mom literally got held at gunpoint like during the troubles. Like I know everything was bombed. Even when I was in primary school, my mom picked me up and was like, we can't go home. And I was like, why? She was like, there's a bomb at the top of the street. So like, it's still like, it was, it's still kicking about. Like it is by no means done. Like everyone's like, oh, the troubles ended ages ago. Like it's not done at all. But yeah, there was like a bomb at the top of my street. Um, luckily they were able to like control the explosion and it was put in a telephone box actually. So obviously the glass from the telephone box shattered and the shattered glass stayed on that footpath for I think a good seven years. Uh, but like no one ever came to clean it up. Uh, and like what else happened there was like a, a, a while um there was a big like protest that turned into quite a, a violent protest f- over a, a course of like a few months when I must have been like 12 or 13 and it was all within like the city center and like I couldn't go like I wasn't allowed to go shopping or anything I couldn't go into town for like a, like a, a year or two um and it got to the point like Belfast had to like make a campaign called like hashtag back in Belfast to try get people to go back into the city center because all the shops were like like struggling so much because everyone was too scared to go into the city center because of all the like riots and the violent protests and stuff um but luckily I grew up in it quite a like like a neutral area like all my neighbor like my neighbor to my right is Catholic my neighbor to my left is Protestant also it's so weird because like, I don't really like see it like everyone's like oh did you ever get like judged for like the religion you wear and like luckily like I, I know this is very privileged but like the people I'm with like we don't like I, I wouldn't ask someone what religion they are I wouldn't like I don't care what religion someone is and like no one else cares around me uh, I know that's not the same in other parts of Belfast but um like I went to like a integrated primary school like I know there's a lot of like Protestant primary schools and Catholic primary schools but mum and dad like really like I'm really happy that they put me in like an integrated one um and like so was my my big school big school what do you call it grammar school it was quite integrated as well it was like half and half um my mum is Catholic my dad's Protestant so I'm I'm neither do you know what I mean like I, I wasn't even christened randomly is that like a really like I think that's quite a random thing not to be christened but yeah I wasn't christened and 
I've never shown any interest in religion. I'm not religious at all. But like when people, I, I get like comments all the time, people being like, she's definitely Protestant or she's definitely Catholic or like, please tell us what you are. I'm like, I am neither. And if we're getting into it, I am like half and half. But like, yeah, I feel like a lot of my friends are half and half. So like a lot of us have like no, like we just don't care about it whatsoever. Um, it was just like a quite a common thing within my age group because like a lot like before my mum and dad you wouldn't have been able to get married if you're Protestant and Catholic like it was only like around my mum and dad's age that the Protestants and Catholics were allowed to get married to each other it's it's like it's such like a weird bizarre concept to me but yeah like and like even at that my mum and dad got married and my mum's family like didn't want to come to the wedding and I kicked up like a huge fuss about it and yeah it's all the drama but uh, I have luckily never really experienced any anything too bad like that um I know it's it's still happening all around Belfast and like a lot of people in England don't know that there's like a peace wall in Belfast to like separate the the violence like yeah it's pretty bad um and it's quite like a touchy subject still but yeah I get a lot of comments to this day being like tell us what you are and I'm like I, I don't care about anything about this like it's, it's the most stupid thing to me and I was also getting a lot of questions being like did you like enjoy your upbringing in Belfast to the point that you would want to raise your children in Northern Ireland and like I've always said like I, no matter where I am I would love to come back to Northern Ireland to raise my children because like I think I had a really really great childhood and I think it's an amazing place to raise your children especially because of the schooling so we don't have like private school I think there's maybe like two two private schools in Northern Ireland like they're just not a thing like no one goes to them um well I actually that's such a lie obviously people go to them but like like there's no need to go to them whereas in England I feel like there's like people feel a need to go to private school at least like from what I can tell anyway like private schools are a very big thing here in Northern Ireland we just do a test when we're like 11 years old and then if you're like oh yeah and then if you're like smart enough you get into that school it's not done via money like the school I went to was completely free um yeah I just feel like it's so the schooling is so weird here in England like you only get certain opportunities if you go to private school like if you have enough money to pay for it and I really don't like that at all which is why like I wouldn't want to raise my children here because of the schooling but um the only thing putting me off raising my child in Northern Ireland would be that whole like Protestant Catholic thing divide still I just I just think it's the most ridiculous thing and I would love it to be over um but I know it probably never will be like it's definitely quieted down but like there's still a lot of like terrorist grips like still fighting for it and it's just like oh I would love it to be done because I would 100% raise my child in Northern Ireland if it was someone said first drinking story technically my first drinking story is when I was I think I must have just turned 13 it's not great. Basically, uh, I have a lot of like French cousins. They all live in Paris and every Christmas we either go to Paris and spend it with them or they come to Belfast and spend it with us. And they're a little bit older than us. So I think whenever I was 13, one of my cousins must have been like, I don't know, 19 or something. And we were all sitting around the um, dinner table on Christmas day and she kept like sneaking me her Prosecco. I mean, I was an absolute little devil when I was a child like I was that person that would just like create like chaos for no reason like if my mum and dad left to go out for dinner and left us with the babysitter I would like scream and cry until they came back like I was just like the worst person so I was completely being like pass me the Prosecco under the table like like it wasn't like it was like it, it wasn't like she was just doing it or despite like I was asking for it anyway she kept passing me it I kept getting drunker and drunker because I was 13 years old it didn't take very a lot um and I got paralytic at the age of I think 
I think it was 13 um, at Christmas and uh, yeah, ruined Christmas. This seems like a bit of a theme of me ruining Christmas. It wasn't technically my fault. I mean, my, bless my cousin, she got the complete blame. I mean, she was the adult in the scenario. Uh, but yeah, I, I got absolutely paralytic. And then the next morning on Boxing Day, we were going skiing. Uh, so I was hungover, 13 years old, 6 a.m. on a coach to Dublin to go skiing in the airport see Ed Westwick, Chuck Bass from Gossip Girl. And I was like, okay, suddenly this hangover is completely cured. Went down and sat down at Chuck Bass's table where he was having a pint and just like absolutely chewed his ear off for about half an hour, bless him. Um, he like lives in my area in London. Like I've, cause I've, people I know like always see him walking away. And I'm just like, at what point will my time come? When will I bump into this man again? Because if I do, I am showing him the photo of me and him in Geneva airport. And he'll literally be like, I don't know who you are, please leave me alone. Like, again, why are you chewing my ear off for half an hour? And it's just what's going to have to happen. But yeah, that was my first drinking story. And ever since then, it was a downward slippery slope. Someone said, did you fight with your siblings? Yes, (laughs) a lot. We are very close in age, me and my siblings. There's two years between us each. So we were kind of... We were all in the same school at the same time. A lot of us shared the same friends because, for example, my brother would be friends with boys in the year below him, which would be boys in the year above me. And I I was quite impartial to a rugby boy in the year above me. And my brother was captain of the rugby team. So as you can imagine, he absolutely hated that because his teammates would be like my prime target on a night out at this like, um, we used to go to this club on a Wednesday don't know how my mum was letting me go out on a Wednesday because I definitely did have school the next day. Uh, it was called Fat Wednesday. It is like the most like grimy like student night ever. It's there's no like actual students that go to it, like no uni students. It's all just like 16-year-olds from my school. Like there's a thing that if you go to Fat Weds, it's well, we, yeah, we call it Fat Weds, that's our nickname for it. Um, if you go to Fat Weds and you're 18, it's like considered a little bit weird. Like you have to go when you're underage. The shots there, there's like 90p sambuca and 90p applesauce. That's where my love for applesauce started. Like the amount of times I would I would take a shot at the Fat Weds bar and just throw it right up again onto the bar. There's countless times. Anyway, um, yeah, so they would be like my main targets. My brother absolutely hated it. One time me and my brother got in this huge fight because I, <laughs> I got with um, his friend. And to be fair... This boy was two years above me and I was like 16. It's actually not that bad, but um, it's like pretty standard behavior for school people and like girls always get with boys above them, like a few years above them. But my brother took it really, really badly. He was like fuming, not only at me, but also at his friend. To be fair, I think I would be absolutely raging at my friend if they got with my sibling two years below me. But this boy, like he actually drove like a really cool car. It was like a Defender and maybe I shouldn't have said that. Like, could I expose this boy? Actually, I don't even care. Anyway, um, my brother and his friends went and found this boy's car because they knew where he was. Like, he was parked at this, like, certain place in Belfast. They could see him on snap-ups, essentially, and they went and found his car. And they didn't destroy his car, but they, like, threw things. I think they threw, threw bags of flour. I can't say that. Flour. That's, like, a Dean coil. I like working with flour and stuff and bacon. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they flew back. Three bags of flour. That's like a, try say that three times. Three bags of flour. Okay, I can say it. Uh, in through his window and like destroyed his car. Maybe there was some eggs involved. There was definitely some eggs involved too. They, they were really baking up a storm in there um, into his really, really nice defender. Yeah. So that was, that, that was probably the biggest fight I ever had with my brother. 
that poor boy, like he had no idea what he was getting himself into when I kissed him, but my brother did not take it well. And then with my sister, it was more just like bitchy fights. Like uh, me and my brother didn't speak, by the way, for like a month after that. It was really, really intense. He hated me, but not really like Bessie, so it's fine. Um, And my sister, like me and her just have like bitchy fights. Like I remember... <laughs> when she would piss me off I used to be like a very angry person I think I'm much more like contained now but there was a while I was just very angry and I would like get my hairbrush and storm into her room and just start whacking her with the hairbrush over and over again she'd be like screaming and crying for help and I would just relentlessly whack her with the hairbrush I think most sisters can probably relate to that like sometimes I just see red with my sister still does happen like sometimes like we are so like we're really good friends and we don't fight anymore really but like sometimes if she grinds my gears the wrong way the, ch- the hairbrush is coming out. So that was my childhood in Northern Ireland. There is a lot more where that came from, but I feel like some of my experiences are quite, quite funny, mostly because I was trying to be a 30 year old when I was 10 years old. But yeah, I can't wait to go home for Christmas. I literally cannot see all my friends and family. I will keep you updated as well how that goes down. I'll tell you if I ruin Christmas this year. Maybe I'll do a podcast about that after Christmas. But yeah, thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye. Inner Monologue is a Spotify original podcast produced by Spirit Studios with Raymond Tanner as my producer. Make sure to follow Inner Monologue so you never miss an episode and don't forget to DM me your questions for next week. Lots of love, Olivia.